0: But I've never seen anybody in my eyes and in my journey like the mother that God gave me to be the mother of our child, Bryant. She is um, amazing. She is a spiritual mother to so many that you don't even know. She does not care for the limelight. She's not a teacher or a structured counselor or mentor. But you know what a spiritual mother is? A spiritual mother may or may not be any of those things. A spiritual mother is a seasoned woman of faith who knows the Lord intimately who will listen, pray, encourage, and share her insights with those who seek her. Let me tell you what a spiritual mother is again because our prayer, the DNA of our church family, we're not trying to be a big organization. We're trying to obey what the Lord told us to do and that is to develop spiritual parents who will develop spiritual children. A spiritual mother is a seasoned woman of faith who knows the Lord intimately, who will listen, pray, encourage, and share her insights with those who seek her. She may or may not be a teacher or structured counselor or mentor. Many spiritual mothers, powerful women of God, are not any of those Yeah, I know. I, that was so important to me. I wrote it on the back of your outline. You know, I am honored to be married almost 50 years to the spiritual mother of this church. We love her and I honor her today. Turn with me, if you will, to Luke chapter 1, please. Luke chapter 1. Yeah. And while you're doing so, I want to remind you about services. Tomorrow's service at the National Cemetery uh, for Ross. uh, I will officiate that service. It is private, for family only. And uh, the public service will be Tuesday at 1030 at Briarwood. Briarwood staff will be officiating that. That's Rebecca, his wife's home church. And if you uh, can uh, be a part of that. 10.30 uh, Tuesday morning at Briarwood and Squealy, all of your family, we, we pray for you. We love you. And although today's message is entitled The Development and Legacy of a Godly Woman, these principles are across the board. They're not just for one gender. These principles are eternal and they cross every line. But I want us to look at the most famous mother in history today, and we can learn from the the account that the Lord gives us here from the most famous mother in history, mighty principles of life. And of course, this is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Understand this, that although she is known as the Virgin Mary, understand this, that she was a virgin in the birth of Jesus. She was impregnated by the Spirit of God in her womb. But she went on to bear four sons, and we're not told how many daughters, but um, she had many children by Joseph. Jesus, of course, being the first and the oldest. And, but Mary is the most famous mother in all of Scripture. And even the Word of God says that generations will bless her. She's not Lord, but she is a blessed, mighty, wonderful instrument of God Almighty, and we should always pay her respects. Chapter 1 of Luke in verse 26, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, one who had not had sexual intimacy with any man. Betrothed. Now let's take a look at that word betrothed. A betrothal is far more serious than an engagement in our culture. A betrothal was a legally binding agreement between a prospective husband and wife, and it not only involved those two, it involved the agreement of families. It was legally binding. And um, it was a very, very serious thing to violate a betrothal. It (laughs) was just something that couldn't happen in their culture. This virgin was betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary and having come in, the angel Gabriel said to her, verse 28, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed, supernaturally favored are you among women. But when she saw him, She was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and she'll call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Since I do not know, that is, I have never had sexual intimacy with a man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, scripture tells us that Elizabeth was advanced in age, past the normal ability to conceive a child. Elizabeth, your relative, most scholars believe that Elizabeth was Mary's aunt. Her mother was uh, Mary's mother's sister. Elizabeth, and that's the reason they call John the Baptist, who was born of Elizabeth and Zacharias, Jesus' cousin. Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was, who was called barren. For with God, nothing, everybody say nothing, nothing, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose from the hill country and went with haste to a city of Judah, entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the baby leaped in her womb, that is, Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me. Verse 45, blessed is she who believed, for there shall be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Notice what Mary said. You know this is the Magnificat. Verse 48, from henceforth all generations will call me blessed For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Here are the traits of a godly woman or a godly anybody starts with hearing the voice of the Lord. In verse 28, We see that the word of the Lord was spoken through an an angel in those days. Understand that in this day in which we live on God's timing, the voice of the Lord is primarily heard through the Holy Spirit who indwells believers. God sent a mighty angel to bear a message, and that was, you are highly favored from the Lord. You are blessed among women. And notice Mary's response. Verse 29, when she saw him, she ran for her life. Is that what yours says? She said, I must be going crazy. Surely this, no, no. She saw him. She was troubled. She was concerned. She was confused by this. But she didn't run. How many of you know sometimes God will say something to you? And it may trouble you. It may concern you. It may may confuse you just a bit. But if you don't run, you can hear what God's trying to say. Everybody is confronted by things that have the capacity to cause you anxiety. Just don't run and listen to the voice of God. If you run, you won't hear what the Spirit of God is trying to tell you. If you allow your mind and your emotions to run wild with you and start doing, going through all the what ifs, well, what if and what if and what if, you will never stand still and hear the voice of God. Because God's not going to speak to your backside. He wants to speak to you face to face. She stayed and she listened to the voice of her God. And that angel said, Don't be afraid, you have found favor. How many of you know that the way to not be afraid is to look into the eyes of the Lord and know that He's in love with you? There's grace there, there's favor there. And notice, even though this rocked her world, somebody's here today that God's gonna rock your world with the word, that's that's gonna get you out of your comfort zone. He's gonna give you an assignment that's way over your head. In and of yourself, you are so far, so far below what it's gonna require. That means you're in a perfect place to hear the voice of God. If you were so confident in your own ability you're not at a good place. If the Lord is telling you to do something or he's making an assignment in your life and you recognize it's over your head but you're still willing to listen, you're in a good place. She listened even though the word God said changed her world. Notice... That because she didn't run, she didn't allow the fear of the the what-ifs to get her. But I want you to see something else here. You know she's been described as a virgin who was betrothed. She was in a legal agreement with Joseph to be wed in that waiting time. And uh, notice... She didn't allow what she thought others would think about her to stop her from listening. Notice she said there in verse 34, how can this be? I've never, I can't be pregnant in the natural, I've never had sexual intimacy with a man. How, how how can this be? So she didn't let the fear of what others might say. How many of you know that in that culture in which they lived, if you were uh, committing adultery outside the bonds of marriage, you were despised and rejected? Sometimes they would even throw stones at you, not just verbal ones either. It was a serious, serious offense. I want you to look here in verse 35. The angel tells her how she's going to be adequate. And if you'll listen to the voice of the Lord, He'll tell you the same thing He told Mary. Here, here's how you're going to be adequate, Mary. Verse 35, the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit. There could have been a period there. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, He's the game changer. The Holy Spirit, the counselor, the counselor, the one called alongside to help, the comforter, the guide, the teacher, he will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. I mean, if you were created in the image and likeness of God, certainly the Spirit of God can plant a seed of life in your human body, He saying. The Holy Spirit. That Holy One who is to be born of you shall be called the Son of God. You know what he's saying to Mary? Your job's not to figure this out. Your job is not (laughs) to hold on to this and say, okay, you've given me assignment now. Okay, what have I got to do to get done what God has told me to do? That's a huge mistake. Anybody can raise your hand like your pastor is raising his hand. Sometimes I've heard the Lord telling me to do things and I tried to figure out how I was going to do it. Anybody else? How'd that work for you? About as good as it worked for me, right? What a disaster. What a disaster. I could go into detail on that, but I'm not on Mother's Day not a, what a disaster. Her responsibility was to trust the voice of the Lord, not to try to make it happen. What has God told you? What has He began to show you in your inner man? What has He spoken to you? What is He leading and, and beginning to impress in your inner man that you were to do Have you stopped listening and tried to fix? Have you stopped listening to what the Lord wants to do and tried to make it happen yourself? I know that there are people in your life for whom you are brokenhearted. There are in mine and Dina's life. But how many of you know you can... You can only obey the Lord when you take that person to the Lord and release them to Him because you can't fix them. Can anybody say amen? Amen. That's not always an immediate choice we make, but it always is the eventual choice we make if we're going to listen to the Lord. The Lord told me one time that he couldn't do something as long as I was holding on to it. That's a good word, isn't it? That's a good word. It doesn't mean you stop loving. It doesn't mean you stop praying. It doesn't mean you stop doing what God gives you an opportunity to do. Is, listen, as long as you stop trying to be honor and just start being steward. I'm your servant Lord I'll do what you tell me and if you tell me not to do anything how many of you know because of the way some of us are wired that's the hardest thing God ever tell you to do be quiet just three of us I'm promising you her responsibility was to trust and obey not to order and orchestrate notice the next thing she not only hears the voice of the Lord she not only faces her fear And I'm going to have you know facing your fear is the primary stop, start. She took the next right step. Look again there, verse 38. Mary said, Behold, I am made servant of the Lord. Let it be to me. Whatever you say, that's the way it will be. I surrender to your word. That was the next right step. (laughs) My goodness, notice, notice that the Lord gave her confirmation by what he was doing in somebody else there. Verse 36, in this case, her aunt Elizabeth, who would become the mother of John the Baptist. But notice in verse 39, she didn't just hear that word and do nothing with it. She did the next right thing. Verse 39, she arose and went to the hill country with haste. She got on with it. Once she heard and knew the voice of God, she took the next right step. She couldn't make these promises come to pass, but she could do the next right thing. And in this case, what did she do? She went... To the most godly woman she could trust. I want to uh, ask especially all the women who are hearing my voice today. Not only in in this room but in cyberspace. Do you know the value of one woman somewhere? It doesn't have to be a bunch. Just one woman somewhere that you're safe with. That you can say to that woman somewhere, this is what I believe the Lord is saying. So many times that one woman somewhere will give you affirmation, confirmation, or restraint. One woman somewhere. What a powerful thing. Somewhere, regardless of what you are facing, there is one woman somewhere who can be a voice of confirmation and affirmation to you, treasure that relationship. She received Elizabeth, Mary received through Elizabeth, her godly woman, that one woman somewhere, in this case, an aunt. I found it interesting that she didn't have somebody right there, this says. She went, and she didn't hesitate. She went to that one woman somewhere, and that woman already had a word for her. about that. Somewhere God has not only prepared somebody for you, but He's got a word for you through a woman who knows the Lord. Some woman, somewhere, a word of confirmation and affirmation. I believe it as sure as I'm standing here. Not only was was facing her fears, hearing the voice of God, trusting the Lord, going to somebody who in this case was farther down the line than her. How many of you know that this one woman somewhere should be somebody who's farther down the line than you are in your journey? That means they've got a, more, a, a bigger perspective. So many times that we are just in the clutches of our issues that we need a voice from outside. that inner, Those inner walls of our own mind, our own emotions, the confusion, the heartache that we're in. And we need an independent, objective voice to say a word to us, to treasure that in somebody. But I want you to also know that part of being a godly woman is you learn to work through a broken heart. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, all of us, especially around Christmas time, we we go through this passage, and there's great celebration as there ought to be. How many of you know when Jesus was a young child, he was brought to be dedicated? Why do you think we do dedications of children today? It's in the Word of God, Old and New Testament. Jesus was brought to the priest for dedication. How about that. And Simeon, a priest of God, blessed the child, blessed Mary and Joseph, but also said, in all honesty, in verse 35 a sword will pierce through your own soul. Mama. A godly woman is a woman who takes her hurts, her broken heart, and still operates by God's grace. You know, sometimes your hurts are so great that success is only defined by getting up the next day. You don't hear a preacher say that very much, but I want to tell you it's the truth. It's grace that'll sometime get you out of bed. You say, well, Pastor, can you imagine? We think of the cross and Mary was right there watching her son being brutally murdered in the flesh. Watching it. Watching it. Over hours, Hours of torture watching her firstborn son being brutally murdered. Can't even imagine that. But you know what we forget? We forget that in her own family there was dysfunction. What? Oh yeah. Have you never read the scriptures where Jesus' brothers and family and his mother, he was out doing his ministry as the father had called him, and his own family came to have a meeting and asked him to please consider shutting it down and coming back home. Boy, I bet that hurt, mother. Don't you? Please consider. And Jesus' response was Who are my father my father, my mother, my sisters, my brother? Those who the Father has given me to listen to my words. Mama my, my. must be about my father's business. You remember when Mary uh, and Joseph, when Jesus was twelve, And they had made their annual pilgrimage, and they got way on down the road, a couple of days' journey. And, you know, they had a bunch of children, and they usually travel with other families and just hadn't done the head count. And when they did, they discovered he wasn't there. So they had to travel back a day or two just to find where he was. And you remember, uh, Mom didn't quite understand. What? And her words were, "Why did you do this to us?" And Jesus said, "Don't don't forget. Do you not want me to be about my Father's business?" You remember that? I have a higher calling here. So what I'm trying to tell you is. The interpersonal pain of a godly woman will provide a a stage for greater intimacy with the Lord because nobody can heal those kind of hurts like the comforter. He's the only one. Only one. Others can be instruments in help but only the Lord can do it. She works through a broken heart. But I want to remind you that (laughs) the mother who went through all that and watched her son being brutally murdered three days later got the news that he was back alive. And guess who showed up 40 days later on the day of Pentecost as the believers gathered in the upper room? In that upper room was Mary, the mother of Jesus, when the Holy Spirit came in power. Hallelujah. She received that baptism, that fire. So I want to tell you, There's coming a day, every one of you who have gone through a crucifixion, a piercing of your own soul, there's coming a day of resurrection. There's coming a day of the power and ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Lord developed a mighty legacy for this woman. We've read it. From this day forevermore, all generations will call you blessed. And here's what Mary said. This is the benediction of her prayer. He who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. Can you say that today? I ask all of you, spiritual mothers, earthly mothers, mothers mothers-to-be in the spirit realm, in the natural realm, are you willing to give glory and honor and praise and worship to your Lord today? And are you willing to testify, he who is mighty has done great things for you and holy is his name? Would you join Mary's prayer? He who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. Let's bow our heads together. And I want to remind you again that these principles are universal. They're not just, they're not just binding to moms or future moms or Your universal principles. Will you seek to hear the voice of the Lord? If you've received Jesus as your Savior, the Spirit of God has come to live on the inside of you. Are you listening? Would you seek Him through prayer and worship? Would you seek His voice and the impressions of your heart? Would you seek Him through the counsel of others that you love and respect? who know the Lord and have known Him in a deeper way and longer than you. When you hear the voice of the Lord, you can face and overcome your fears. You know, in the deepest hours of my life, the deepest hours of Dina's life, when we've sought the Lord, Not one time has the voice of the Lord ever said, be afraid. Not one time has the voice of the Lord ever said, this is gonna get you, you'll never recover. Not one time. Not one time has the voice of the Lord said, you can't face tomorrow, it'll never happen. It's over, not one time. Not one time has the voice of the Lord ever said, you're on your own, pal. Not one time. I wonder today if you're willing to say right where you are. Lord, I desire to hear your voice. I know my assignment won't look anything like that special treasure of a woman, Mary. My assignment is my assignment. It's too big for me. But I know it's not too big for you. I wanna hear that voice. Above all other voices, Above the voice of family, above the voice of physicians or business partners, customers or clients. I want to hear your voice above all voices. By your written, spoken word, in the atmosphere of worship and prayer, you are my source of life. And I believe you will build a legacy in and through me. And that legacy will have to do with my total dependence and reliance on you. Show me the next right step, Lord. Forgive me for trying to go three miles down the road when all I need to do is Get up out of my chair and take one step until you direct me again. I recognize and I admit my life, my well being's in your hands. I want to hear your voice. I'm willing by your grace to take the next right step. Whatever I go through, even in the midst of a broken heart, I believe you are with me and you will never forsake nor leave me. You'll bring me through this crucifixion of my own desires, of my own plans, my own dreams, and you will bring me to a resurrection of life that is far greater than anything that I could have ever generated in and of myself. And I believe. The day of resurrection, the day of Holy Spirit filling and anointing is mine even with a broken heart. If you're here today and the Lord has spoken to you by His Spirit today, would you just lift up your hand right where you are? Just lift up your hand right where you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your voice. Just take a minute right now and just minister to the Lord. Open up your heart and mind tell him you're available. For all of you in the sound of my voice, thank you for letting us know that you're joining these services today all over. Would you right now, right where you are, just say, Lord, I'm yours. I'm willing to hear your voice. And I thank you that whatever you assign me to do, you've already entered into all my tomorrows and won every victory. May you be, be praised today, Lord. May you receive glory and honor and praise for he who is holy has done great things. In Jesus' mighty and holy name. Pastor Jeremiah is going to be preaching for us next week. I am looking forward to that as I know you will invite your friends to come and hear him give us our message next week. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.